Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible in one year based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet and I will be your reader today. And today we have Sunday the 14th of August or the 17th of Av on the Hebrew calendar. This new week we have a new parasha or Torah portion and it is called Ekev, which means consequence. And the scripture portion from the Torah is Deuteronomy or Dvarim, chapter 7, verse 12 through chapter 8 and verse 10. Before we start reading the scriptures, please join me in blessing the Lord and thanking Him for giving us His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. It shall happen because you listen to these ordinances and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the loving kindness which he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your livestock and the young of your flock in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You will be blessed above all peoples. There will be no male or female barren among you or among your livestock. The Lord will take away from you all sickness, and he will put none of the evil diseases of Mitzrayim, which you know, on you, but will lay them on all those who hate you. You shall consume all the peoples from the Lord your God, whom the Lord your God shall deliver to you. Your eye shall not pity them. You shall not serve their gods, for that would be a snare to you. If you shall say in your heart, These nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Paro and to all Mitzrayim. The great trials which your eyes saw, the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand, and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, the Lord your God will send the hornet among them, until those who are left and hide themselves perish from before you. You shall not be scared of them, for the Lord your God is among you, a great and awesome God. The Lord your God will cast out those nations before you little by little, You may not consume them at once, lest the animals of the field increase on you. But the Lord your God will deliver them up before you, and will confuse them with a great confusion until they are destroyed. He will deliver their kings into your hand, and you shall make their name perish from under the sky. No one will be able to stand before you until you have destroyed them. 
You shall burn the engraved images of their gods with fire. You shall not covet the silver or the gold that is on them, nor take it for yourself, lest you be snared in it, for it is an abomination to the Lord your God. You shall not bring an abomination into your house and become a devoted thing like it. You shall utterly detest it. You shall utterly abhor it, because it is a devoted thing. All the mitzvot which I command you today shall be careful to observe, that you may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, to test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his mitzvot or not. He humbled you, allowed you to be hungry, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, neither did your fathers know, that he might teach you that man does not live by bread only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not grow old on you, neither did your foot swell these forty years. You shall consider in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. You shall keep the mitzvot of the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God brings you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of springs, and underground water flowing into valleys and hills, a land of wheat, barley, vines, fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you shall eat bread without scarcity, you shall not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you may dig copper. You shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. That was Deuteronomy, or Dvarim, 7.12 through 8.10. Now our portion from the prophets is today from the prophet Ezekiel, or Yechetzkel, chapter 40. In the 25th year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year, after that the city was struck, in the same day the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me there. In the visions of God he brought me into Eretz Israel, and set me down on a very high mountain, on which was something like the frame of a city to the south. So he brought me there, and behold, there was a man, whose appearance was like the appearance of bronze, with a line of flax in his hand, and a measuring reed, and he stood in the gate. The man said to me, Son of man, see with your eyes and hear with your ears, and set your heart on all that I will show you, for you have been brought here so that I may show them to you. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. 
Behold, there was a wall on the outside of the house all around, and in the man's hand a measuring reed, six cubits long, of a cubit and a hand width each. So he measured the thickness of the building, one reed, and the height, one reed. Then he came to the gate, which looks toward the east, and went up its steps. He measured the threshold of the gate, one reed wide, and the other threshold, one reed wide. Every lodge was one reed long and one reed wide, and between the lodges was five cubits. The threshold of the gate by the porch of the gate toward the house was one reed. He measured also the porch of the gate toward the house, one reed. Then he measured the porch of the gate, eight cubits, and its posts, two cubits, and the porch of the gate was toward the house. The lodges of the gate eastward were three on this side and three on that side. The three on them were of one measure. The posts had one measure on this side and on that side. He measured the width of the opening of the gate, ten cubits, and the length of the gate, thirteen cubits, and a border before the lodges, one cubit on this side, and a border, one cubit on that side, and the lodges, six cubits on this side, and six cubits on that side. He measured the gate from the roof of the one lodge to the roof of the other, a width of 25 cubits, door against door. He also made posts, 60 cubits, and the court reached to the posts around the gate. From the forefront of the gate at the entrance to the forefront of the inner porch of the gate were 50 cubits. There were closed windows to the lodges and to their posts within the gate all around, and likewise to the arches. Windows were around inward, and on each post were palm trees. Then he brought me into the outer court. Behold, there were rooms and a pavement made for the court all around. Thirty rooms were on the pavement. The pavement was by the side of the gates, corresponding to the length of the gates, even the lower pavement. Then he measured the width from the forefront of the lower gate to the forefront of the inner court outside, 100 cubits, both on the east and on the north. He measured the length and the width of the gate of the outer court, which faces toward the north, the lodges of it were three on this side and three on that side. Its posts and its arches were the same as the measure of the first gate. Its length was 50 cubits and the width 25 cubits. Its windows, its arches and its palm trees were the same as the measure of the gate which faces toward the east. They went up to it by seven steps, and its arches were before them. There was a gate to the inner court facing the other gate, on the north and on the east. He measured one hundred cubits from gate to gate. He led me toward the south, and behold, there was a gate toward the south. 
He measured its posts and its arches according to these measurements. There were windows in it and in its arches all around. Like those windows, the length was 50 cubits and the width 25 cubits. There were seven steps to go up to it, and its arches were before them. It had palm trees on one side and another on that side on its posts. There was a gate to the inner court toward the south. He measured 100 cubits from gate to gate toward the south. Then he brought me to the inner court by the south gate, and he measured the south gate according to these measurements, with its lodges, its posts, and its arches, according to these measurements. There were windows in it and in its arches all around. It was 50 cubits long and 25 cubits wide. There were arches all around, 25 cubits long and 5 cubits wide. Its arches were toward the outer court, and palm trees were on its posts, and the ascent to it had 8 steps. He brought me into the inner court toward the east, and he measured the gate according to these measurements with its lodges, its posts, and its arches, according to these measurements. There were windows in it, and in its arches all around. It was 50 cubits long and 25 cubits wide. Its arches were toward the outer court. Palm trees were on its posts on this side and on that side. And the ascent to it had eight steps. Then he brought me to the north gate, and he measured it according to these measurements, its lodgists, its posts, and its arches. There were windows in it all around. The length was 50 cubits and the width 25 cubits. Its posts were toward the outer court, and palm trees were on its posts on this side and on that side. The ascent to it had eight steps. A room with its door was by the posts at the gate. They washed the burnt offering there. In the porch of the gate were two tables on this side and two tables on that side, on which to slaughter the burnt offering, the sin offering, and the trespass offering. On the one side, outside, as one goes up to the entry of the gate toward the north, were two tables. And on the other side, which belonged to the porch of the gate, were two tables. Four tables were on this side and four tables on that side, by the side of the gate. Eight tables on which they slaughtered the sacrifices. There were four tables for the burnt offering, of cut stone, a cubit and a half long, and a cubit and a half wide, and one cubit high. They laid the instruments with which they slaughtered the burnt offering and the sacrifice on them. The hooks, a hand width long, were fastened within all around, and on the tables was the meat of the offering. Outside of the inner court were rooms for the singers in the inner court, which was at the side of the north gate. They faced toward the south. 
one at the side of the east gate faced toward the north. He said to me, This room, which faces toward the south, is for the Kohanim, the keepers of the duty of the house. The room which faces toward the north is for the Kohanim, the keepers of the duty of the altar. These are the sons of Tzadok, who, who from among the sons of Levi come near to the Lord to minister to him. He measured the court 100 cubits long and 100 cubits wide, square. The altar was before the house. Then he brought me to the porch of the house and measured east each post of the porch, five cubits on this side and five cubits on that side. The width of the gate was three cubits on this side and three cubits on that side. The length of the porch was 20 cubits and the width 11 cubits, even by the steps by which they went up to it. There were pillars by the posts, one on this side and another on that side. That was Ezekiel chapter 40. Now we have arrived at our portion from the writings and today we will read First Chronicles or Divrei Hayamim, chapter 14. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David with cedar trees, masons, and carpenters to build him a house. And David perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, for his kingdom was exalted on high. For his people Israel's sake. Then David took more wives at the Oshalim, and David became the father of more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children whom he had in Yerushalayim Shamua, Shohab, Nathan, Shlomo, Ibhar, Elishu, Elphelet, Noga, Nefeg, Yafia. Elishama, Be'eliada, and Eliphelet. When the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they came up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. David said, God has broken my enemies by my hand, like waters breaking out. Therefore they called the name of that place Baal Perazim. They left their gods there, and David gave a command, and they were burnt with fire. The Philistines made another raid in the valley. So David inquired again of God, and God said to him, You shall not go up after them, turn away from them, and come on them opposite the mulberry trees. And let it be, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the army of the Philistines. 
And David did as God commanded him, and they attacked the army of the Philistines from Gibeon even to Gezer. The fame of David went out into all lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him on all nations. That was First Chronicles chapter 14. And now our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. We will read 2 Timothy chapter 1. I, Paul, an emissary of Yeshua the Messiah, through the will of God, according to the promise of the life which is in Messiah Yeshua. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and shalom from God the Father and Messiah Yeshua our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my forefathers did, with a pure conscience. How unceasing is my memory of you in my petitions, night and day, longing to see you, remembering your tears, that I may be filled with joy, having been reminded of the sincere faith that is in you, which lived first in your grandmother, Louise, and your mother, Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also. For this cause I remind you that you should stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but endure hardship for the good news according to the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Mashiach Yeshua before times eternal, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Mashiach Yeshua, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the good news. For this I was appointed as a proclaimer, an emissary, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Yet I am not ashamed, for I know him whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to guard that which I have committed to him against that day. Hold the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me, in faith and love which is in Mashiach Yeshua. That good thing which was committed to you, guard by the Ruach HaKodesh who dwells in us. This you know, that all who are in Asia turned away from me, of whom are Figulus and Hermogenes. May the Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me diligently, and found me. The Lord grant to him to find the Lord's mercy in that day. And in how many things he served at Ephesus, you know very well. That was Second Timothy chapter 1. However, if you are reading through the apostolic writings twice this cycle, you would also read John, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 36. 
This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray that you have a blessed new week. And I pray that the Word of God will give you encouragement and strength during this new week. So for now, Shalom from Yerushalayim. Until next time.